One Team Media. Welcome to the DGD Podcast. Juan Daniels, touchdown Georgia. This is your favorite receiver, Juan Daniels, and you're listening to the DGD Podcast with my man, Robert Reynolds. Go Dawgs! Welcome to the DGD Podcast. As always, the NCDGD himself, Robert Reynolds, and the co-host, Mr. Juan Daniels. Guys, look, I apologize. Last week was kind of an off week. Uh, some sickness came in. So obviously couldn't sit here and talk about uh, big talk, uh, obviously UAB. Uh, we'll cover that in just a minute. Uh, obviously the Clemson review, look, stay for a Q&A. We'll talk a little bit about that. There's a lot going on. Obviously what's going on with uh, after or post UAB is what I should say. Uh, you know, and obviously, you know, Juan, welcome back. Uh, you know, but first, before we get really started here, let me give a shout out to my guys at Lots of Rain. Uh, great watches at a reasonable price. Look, they're not a, they're not a Rolex price. Uh, it's something affordable. Love great quality. Uh, Lots of Rain. That's L or that's La-Terrain.com. Let's go ahead. There's a lot to talk about. Juan, I just want to ask you real fast. Obviously, just from a grand scheme of things, before we break it down, what are your takeaways from the UAB game? Um, well, well, first and foremost, I got a guy, you know, just, uh, coming in, um, Stetson Bennett doing an excellent job, doing exactly what Georgia needed, uh, to, to secure the victory. Uh, he looked great. Um, I, I know that there was a lot of, a lot of, uh, booing and some, you know, some, some, some crowd cheering, you know, kind of against him. Um, but you know, they called him the mailman and he, he delivered, um, uh, you know, an, an excellent game. And uh, it's what we needed offensively because, you know, coming off of the, the, the heels of that Clemson game, um, we definitely needed a, a shot in the arm, you know, as far as the offense was concerned. We know the defense is great, but for them to come out there and do that without a JT Daniels, man, that, that really spoke volumes. I, I, I'm 100% with you, man. I'm, I know uh, leading up to this, right, with uh, JT's oblique injury that everybody, you know, I think everybody heard about that, right? Uh, yeah. Post-Clemson game. Uh, look, you know, dominating win right there. Obviously, offensively, you know, leading in from the Clemson game, you know, offense was kind of a question mark, still waiting to see what happened, right? I'm looking at UAB. Obviously, you know, everybody's ready for JT. Find out it's actually Stetson. You know, leading up to it, I thought Carson was going to be the guy, you know, obviously based off of what Kirby had said in the past, basically, you know, Beck being the guy, right, backup-wise. Uh, you know, but there's obviously some logic behind why he did not actually get the start. And I think maybe because he just probably wasn't ready from what Kirby was seeing. You know, obviously everybody knows what Setson's about. You know, Beck was, I guess you could say, unproven, untested in in regards to, you know, basically uh, actual real-life game, you know, experience. And and honestly, you know, look, I understand the booing because everybody wants to look for, you know, everybody was expecting Beck. But look, Kirby got it right. And, you know, there's you have to tip your hat off there. Look, 56 to seven. That's a a great performance. Uh, you know, obviously, if, if Beck doesn't throw the pick six then you completely shut him out. So Georgia did what they had to do. And you go out there, you put sets in there uh, and, and you look, you Stetson provided the boost that, you know, the Georgia team needed, uh, to, you know, to shut media up about, you know, question marks regarding the offense. You know, but I wanted to I want to talk about the offense here as well. You know, kind of saying within the offense, you know, Brock Bowers, that kid surprised the absolute hell out of me. 
Um, you know, obviously I knew he, I knew what he was about, right? He was a great receiving tight end, but he showed some speed that I was not expecting. And you look from a receiver as yourself, you know, that, that looked pretty fast to me. I want to say I saw somewhere that said it was about 21, almost, I think 20 or 21 miles an hour that for his size, that is moving. Yeah, he, he looked like he was running scared, and, and, and there's nothing wrong with running scared when you're going to the end, you know, going to the end zone. But you, you, you know, coming in as a as a freshman, uh, first and foremost, I mean, the, the the playbook is absolutely enormous. There's so many things that you have to get used to. You have to get used to the speed of the game and different coverages and and all the terminology that that you're using, and then of course, you know, combating what they're using the crowd noise, just everything involved. And for him to focus, hone in and, and be that person when we have, you know, some, some guys out, you know, who's the next man up. He definitely proved that he was the next man up. Yeah, no, absolutely. And honestly, it leaves a lot to be desired, right? Uh, obviously going into this week, uh, going into the UAB game, uh, obviously Tyke didn't play. Darnell did not play. Uh, you know, still waiting to see Kieras. Uh, you know, there's some several key pieces here that are we're waiting to, you know, wait to see them get healthy and come back. But honestly, to me, it was a sight to see because it was kind of this feeling of assurance, right? You know, you know, obviously in tight, end, you know, like the tight end spot with Darnell, everybody was expecting kind of just drop off, and there has not been such a thing. I know, looking at receivers, you can question that. Obviously, from the Clemson game, but let's be honest, that was a testament to elite defense on both sides. Uh, of the the game but you know obviously this week you know the in the UAB game you see a lot of offense very fast offense uh before you blink we're up, you know Georgia's up 14 nothing uh, obviously seven uh seven nothing on the second play of the game 73 yard bomb to uh you know Jermaine Burton but one of the things me being a quarterback was what I was really impressed about and you can see that something had changed from last year. And I think maybe this is having the full off season and, and see if you might want to go into this after I get done with this. Stetson Bennett put a lot of touch on the deep balls, uh, not only from a strength standpoint, but the, you know, the precision to put it where it needs to be. Uh, you know, when you look at leading uh, Arian Smith on that 61 yard touchdown, right? That's hard to do because of how fast Arian is. Uh, to, so to lead him in stride, you know, that was a sight to my eyes because last year, you know, just, a, you know, there was a couple plays where, you know, just a slight underthrow caused us a touchdown. And now to see that transpire, you know, to catch him in stride. Look, if you if you catch him in stride, there's nobody catching him. So obviously that's something that Georgia's got to take advantage of. And, and the quarterback play has got to be there when those plays come. I loved what I saw, you know, some of the, you can, you know, you can argue and debate that some of these were, you know, plays that I could have made as, you know, but, <laughs> but, but nonetheless though, you know, execution is one of the things that we've been preaching about for weeks now uh, at the end of the off season. It was something leading up to this, you know, up to the season that something we needed to focus on is execution on the offense. We did that and the results shows. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. And, and, and Stetson Bennett has, has, Done a great job. I mean, and, and, and think about it. I mean, it, we shouldn't be super surprised. I mean, Stetson Bennett came in last year. Uh, you know, he, he had to go in there and, 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 and uh, you know, fulfill that, 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 that quarterback position, um, you know, did a great job. He just did not have the strength, nor, you know, he, he did not have the experience to go and, and, and play that type of game. Whereas now, 
you know, he's more seasoned. You know, he's done a lot of great work in the offseason. And, and, and honestly, he was almost kind of ruled out. I mean, it, it, you know, there were rumblings of it just being JT Daniels and then Carson Beck was just a strong second. Um, and then you get Brock Vandergriff, who, you know, they were saying that he was third. And then, you know, it got to the point where Stetson Bennett, you know, wasn't very, you know, getting very many reps at all. So obviously Kirby saw something in him to say, you know what, hey, uh, you're the man, you're a leader, um, and, and, and we're, we're trusting you to, to go and, and lead this team um, you know, while JT Daniels is out. And, and I do want to just to give a, a really quick shout out to uh, uh, Jalen Johnson. So he was somebody that we were talking pre, you know, but before the Clemson game. Um, and I just said that, you know, somebody like him is going to have to come up and step out. And he had, you know, nice catch a nice jet sweep in the in the Clemson game and you know kid I you know I've, I've watched grow up um you know his, his dad and I played uh, uh flag football together um so uh j- just just to see that and and again it it, it it's it's next man up so uh, uh you know you got uh, Stetson next man up um you know who, who's going to so unfortunately now I've got a, got a couple of injuries with Stetson and and uh, JT so next man up Absolutely. You know, and honestly, I look at and I want to get your opinion because you you've played in this situ- in these situations here, playing with multiple quarterbacks over your career. You know, looking at what Georgia has right now, you obviously, you know, the, Kirby mentioned about the uh, oblique injury with JT Stetson dealing with a lower back injury. I don't think neither of these are severe. Uh, you know, I, honestly, my opinion, I think JT makes the start this week. Uh, obviously, we'll see what happens uh, more than likely come day uh, game day, because that's just how Kirby is. But obviously one of the things that Georgia fans, I think, need to understand and, and feel assured about is you have talented quarterbacks. It's not just one quarterback and then a massive drop-off. You, you, you see guys that can come in. If JT, for some reason, goes out, you know, Stetson has proven himself. Now, obviously, I don't think you look at Stetson as being the guy to go in and beat Alabama, you know, Alabama which was that's the mark that everybody's looking at from Georgia's standpoint. He can go in and get these games won that he's supposed to. We're supposed to win. Uh, obviously, looking at like teams like Vanderbilt coming up and Arkansas, which is going to be actually a tough game. Uh, you know, Arkansas, Auburn. I think that's a question mark. You know, obviously, I think JT will be healthy and things like that. But obviously, even Carson Beck. You know, Carson Beck. You know, sure he threw that pick six, which that was, in my opinion, that was a bad pick six. But um, you know, but he still made some good plays. And looking at the first of the. Um, you know, first real game experience that he's had. I think there's a lot to take from that. Um, you know, obviously it helps that, you know, you're up five scores almost instantly uh, in the first half, uh, first quarter, really. Um, you know, but nonetheless, you know, it gives him some confidence to go out there and sling the ball. And, and Kirby let him do that. Todd Monk let him do that. Uh, so you saw the, you know, the obviously I thought would have been a great catch from Arian, uh, the incompletion down there to, uh, or, Beck's incompletion to Arian Smith. But Beck, if I'm not mistaken, you know, he looked really good at times too. Obviously, you can tell there's some growth uh, that he's got to make. But nonetheless, I think there's, uh, you know, I- I'm looking at it as there's some excitement there. Uh, but obviously, from the receiver position, I want to hear your thoughts. You know, what was your position from your position? What did you take away from the receivers? Um, uh, you, you know, Really, it, it was kind of shocking when you know, we talk about Arian. He was not used very much in, in, in the Clemson game. So I, I thought, you know, even if we go back to the Clemson game, um, you know, receiver-wise, we didn't do a great job of getting open. Um, 
and, 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 and running great routes. And I know that uh, the, the pick that JT threw, um, you know, the, the, the linebacker kind of tricked him into, into coverage. But that's one of those ones that, you know what, as a receiver, you just go and, and, and you fight for um, and, and you just go grab. But this, this, this past week, the receivers looked great. The, the timing looked great. Uh, and, and that was a big thing. Of course, when Stetson Bennett was in the game, the, the, the timing looked great. And it's almost as if he's starting to judge their routes, you know, because as a quarterback, listen, you're going to have your Arian Smith that's going to be super fast. And then you're going to have your guys that may not be as fast. So just like you, you know, you alluded to earlier, just having that type of touch and then just having that type of accuracy with the, you know, with, with, with the slew of receivers that you have. Um, it, it makes it easy as a receiver because you can go and run your route full speed, uh, make your breaks and, and, and make your adjustments and you turn around and the ball is there. Um, and, and that's what it seemed like, you know, the receivers this past game looked like they were having a lot of fun. I agree with you. And honestly, I think, you know, sometimes you look at the receivers and, you know, what I saw with, you know, obviously t- Brock Bowers with two tight end, uh, two touchdowns. Uh, Arian with the big touchdown, Jermaine. One of the things that I saw, you saw a lot more physicality when it came to blocking. Uh, one of the things you looked at Jermaine Burton, uh, you know, I still think looking at it here, uh, Justin Robinson needs to, I, I think he needs to get a little bit extra, but that comes with time as well. Jermaine Burton made a huge step up last uh, compared from Clemson to UAB. Uh, really physical. I think, you know, there was bashing there you know, after Clemson game. He took it to heart because he, he blocked his ass off, really. Uh, you know, but obviously making the catches, things like that, there was a lot there. Obviously, I think, you know, overall from a – I guess if you're looking at it from the scoreboard type of thing, Georgia had a great uh, great game. But I do think that, you know, there were some question marks there. Uh, but before I talk about the question marks, uh, Jay Shipes brought up a good point here, obviously from the live chat here. Uh, it's talking about, you know, Stetson may be better than last year, but, you know, people – you know, some say that he says – uh, we have to consider grooming a quarterback for next year uh, against uh, uh, Oregon. And I can understand that, uh, which is why I think that's where the the basis of the debate, why did they start Stetson over Beck, uh, could play, uh, you know, play into this debate. I, to Jay's point, I agree with that. Uh, initially, I think that is the case. Uh, you know, but I also understand Kirby wants to win. Uh, you know, you look at what this team is built around. I think you can almost put either one of those quarterbacks in there and the team has enough talent to succeed. Uh, you know, so to to Jay's point, I do think, you know, you have to consider that. And I'm sure that there was some consideration there. I, I also think, you know, that, look, we're in a situation where our starting quarterbacks out, you know, we don't want to see any drop off. We don't want to sit here and let these guys stay in the game. Let's get our experience you know, quarterback out there, put this game away early, as you saw 35 points right into the beginning of the second quarter, put this game out of reach very early, then give your quarterbacks, you know, Brock and Beck uh, some time, you know, really a lot of time. Uh, But one of the questions I do have, though, I do have a criticism about the carousel in that first quarter, uh, switching from Stetson to Beck. I didn't understand that. Do you have any thoughts on why that was the, why they did that? Like, do you see any logic? Well, I really think so. The only logic that you can actually have is, is is you want to have Beck get in there when it's you know good on good, um, and 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 that's the only reason why that you would actually take an opportunity to do that to see how does Beck respond to the other team's number ones. Um, but you know, I, I agree with you um, as far as 
you know, Kirby wants to win. And right now, you know, you want to get that 35 point lead and then you start to develop and get those other people in there because right now you're the number two team in the nation. So if you're the number two team in the nation, everything needs to be complete domination. Um, you don't want situations like we had last year with Dewan Mathis. Um, he comes in there and struggles against Arkansas. And then, you know, we're just pulling that, that, that game, you know, just barely pulling that game out. You want to go and then just have complete dominance from the beginning. And then again, get, get, get your guys in there. But from a, from a logic standpoint, you know, it was one of those things Kirby said, Hey, let me just see how Beck is going to respond to, uh, to, to, to those, to the ones. Um, I don't agree with the carousel thing, you know, maybe give him one or two drives to see what happens. If, if he's catching fire, then just let him go with it. But obviously Stetson Bennett, you know, he, he went there and just, uh, you know, he, he was amazing. So, you know, I was, you know, my thought process behind it too was, you know, Stetson was legitimately on fire. He was, he was NBA jamming it within yeah. the first two, like within the first two drives, it was just NBA jam heating up. You know, you're looking at that right there though, you know, I, I do question it because you, it's, I, I did question the pulling him out and putting back in there. You know, I understand rotating the offensive lineman in because you saw rotation heavy early and often, uh, you know, rotating uh, Mims and Broderick in, you know, you're starting to get those guys in there. That's fine. Uh, you know, but quarterback, you know, it's kind of a touchy quarterback change. You know, you don't want to keep changing back and forth. So, you know, obviously I think we're both on that agreement. But I do understand, you know, look, I would have I – if I was Kirby, obviously, I, look, I'm not getting made millions of bucks, so don't take me for what it's worth here. I would have let Stetson play for a quarter or, or maybe a quarter or almost the whole half, probably the first half. Let him just get it out and, you know, take that second half as a development half, right? Keep your guys from the ones in there, but put in Beck and see, like you said, put him in with the ones. Uh, you know, Brock obviously can handle the twos, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I think you keep that consistency at the quarterback position, but if you make the change, do it. You know, it makes sense why you change it. Don't just go out one drive and then just flip back. It kind of creates some confusion. Uh, it could, I should say, uh, you know, doing that right there. But to go on, obviously, what we saw good, there's also some things that Georgia can work on offensively. And honestly, I think it starts with the offensive line. Uh, you know, obviously, Georgia's run game didn't get started that much, didn't get going again. Uh, and, and I think a little bit that starts on the front five. Uh, you know, you obviously, Cedric Von Prine's second start. Uh, you know, look at what he did against Clemson and compare it to what he did at UAB. There was some regression there, and I think that's got to get, you know, that's going to get fixed. Um, you know, but you look at guys like, you know, uh, Broderick and things like that, they've got to get better at the run game, you know, run blocking. You know, passing is one thing, you know, but, you know, that's something that George is familiar with, and that's running the ball uh, and establishing dominance, resetting the line of scrimmage. And we didn't do that as nearly as efficiently as we should have. And it showed. Now, to uh, to UAB's defensive credit here, look, they're, they're you know, I think they're underrated when it comes to their defensive front, especially their front uh, D-line, uh, big size, you know, things like that. But there's, there's some work to be done on that offensive line, and you've got to get that going before the, uh, before the SEC play starts because – you, you know, you're going to look at Kentucky and Auburn, uh, you know, Arkansas. Arkansas's got a good defense. You're going to be playing good defenses, so you have to get these, uh, you know, these miscues, blown assignments. You have to get these squared away there. Um, you know, obviously kind of looking at what Banks says here, he's asking, it, is it regression? 
uh, or UAB selling their soul to stop the run, Mississippi, like Mississippi State. Yeah, you know, I look at it right here in a sense that you know I could see a little bit of I wouldn't say more regression. I would say more them trying to stop the run. Uh, you know, I, I look, they did a great job, you know, resetting the line of scrimmage on us. So, and that's a big deal. Games are won and lost in the trenches and, and at the line of scrimmage, a la Clemson. Uh, so, you know, I'm glad that, you know, we had Stetson in there to sit there and stay cool and make the throws because there were some shots that he took as he let the ball go that t- ended up being touchdowns. That's just a testament that these guys have to get better on that front, offensive front. They have to get better reading, you know, reading where these guys are coming from. It, whatever needs to be done, stuff's got to get fixed. What, what were your takeaways on that? Well, I mean, I, I'm I'm actually not not worried about it at all. I mean, I, I didn't necessarily look at it as a, a as a regression. I look at it as you know more. Hey, these are you know, and and, and you hate to talk about the UABs and the South Carolinas like that, but these are pretty much glorified scrimmages, you know, for 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 Georgia. So this is giving them an opportunity to get some things right. I mean, there there could have been different things that that Georgia was working on. There could have been some possibly you know some inside injuries. Who knows? But um, you know, nothing for me to be concerned about because, again, they're getting the experience, they're getting this practice. And, and then, of course, you know, as, 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 as Bank Six said, if, if it were a situation where UAB where they were just selling their souls or they were just selling out to, to, to stop the run, you know, we need to see that type of stuff because, you know, uh, if, if that was difficult, you know, the, trust me, the Auburns and those other guys are going to be difficult. So it's great to see it now. Great to work on it. You're going to get some film. They're going to try to figure out what's going on. They're going to fix it. Um, and and, and, and I, I think all in all, it's more practice for Georgia and, and, and nothing to – because I'm going to tell you what, that Clemson front was the real deal. I mean, no. They were the absolute real deal. And so now, and just like we talked about, you know, in, in our preseason episode, is who's going to get better um, each and every week by the time that they, you know, that, that, that they – you know, have a rematch or by the time that, you know, Georgia gets to, to Alabama, how much are you going to improve each and every, each and every day and each and every game? And I think that Georgia is pretty much on track uh, to do that. I agree. I, I look at it in this right here, you know, obviously you, you're going to have good and bad with each game, you know, offensively, defensively, special teams, you're going to have that, uh, you know, but from a, from an offensive standpoint, before we transition to our defensive side here, you know, there's, I, I take away from it, obviously, a good thing. I, I look at it as, we, you know, obviously we expected, you know, to go out and dominate. We did, and we needed to do that because looking at our schedule, after Clemson, while we beat them, we can't afford to sit here and, and play to the level of our opponents, right? Georgia is going to be favored in every game, basically double digits for the rest of the season, and we have to take advantage of that. And we have to go out there and we have to dominate. We're the number two team in the country, so all eyes are all all eyes are on us, and we have to go out there and dominate. Just wait, Clemson has to do that now after their loss. They have, they can't. There's no room for error. They have to go out and they have to dominate, and they stay where they are. But uh, you know, obviously, I look at it right here as a good thing. Obviously, without our starting quarterback, you know, going in there and just dominating the way we did with a backup quarterback looks really good. Uh, you know, you see the potential of our offense utilizing the tight ends heavily, and I mean heavily. You know, obviously, but still have the you know ability to hit downfield, uh, intermediate, right, things like that. I like seeing all three uh, parts of the field get hit out of the pass game. 
obviously I think our run game will get uh, started up. Uh, you, like I said, I just think it comes down to run protection. You know, you got to block these guys and do better. What were your overall thoughts of the offensive gameplay for the game? Um, and, I mean, again, anytime that you, you know, you're jumping up on somebody 35 to nothing, um, you know, that, that that's great. I, th- I thought Cook had some had some great runs, um, you know, just just passing and just just being in sync. Um, it was just nice. Anything, you know, uh, uh, was great after watching that Clemson, you know, after watching us offensively on, on, on Clemson. But, you know, the guys looked like they were having a lot of fun. Um, and, and, and I think that that's going to be what it's about is, is just, you know, having fun. Um, and, and, and I'm okay with, you know, having Beck, um, you know, go out there and, and, and maybe start this week. Um, and, you know, if, if, if uh, JT and, and uh, Stetson are not, are, are not up to it because we really are going to need JT for October. I mean, that's where we're going to really need him. So if he's struggling to have some oblique issues and all that type, there's no need to re-aggravate that just to, you know, play these teams that we should be heavily favored and we should dominate. Um, so, um, you know, right now, again, we're, we're in that next man up. We, we've got these injuries again. You know, I even told you about that before the Clemson game. I mean, there's a built-in excuse and people are going to be, you know, if we cash it in, people are going to be like, yeah, you guys have injuries or, will we be able to overcome like we did in the Clemson game? So um, I, I just think offensively, we really just came out there and, 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 and did what we were supposed to do, especially for those first five drives. And that was great. I mean, you, you, you can't, you know, beg for, for, for a better situation than, you know, than what that was. I a hundred percent agree with you there. Look, obviously now we're going to transition to the defensive side of the ball. Look, to me, there was really no drop off, right? Everybody saw the Clemson game absolute domination especially up front with Jordan Davis and that's where it all started with you know looking back to UAB here transitioning kind of expected this to happen and it happened right you look at uh, another week with another pick six uh, this time from Jonathan Dumas Johnson uh, freshman there Uh, you know looking at Jordan Davis look I think everybody in the nation saw that rundown play from Jordan Davis there is look there is no reason why a man his size should be able to do that. And he just did it. Right, right. And if I'm an offensive guy playing against Georgia's defense, I'm nervous because that is a lot of weight moving very fast and he can catch me. I'm nervous at yes. that point. Yeah, I'm he's nervous. Very disruptive. Very disruptive. But obviously another, you know, another week of a lot of rotation, right? You look at Keely Ringo getting his first pick. Shout out to Traley as well. Uh, you know, looking at, you know, Lewisine getting the pig right. A lot of havoc plays you know, should be expected with a you know in a game like this. But you still have to go out and execute. And obviously the defense didn't miss a beat. You no, know, sure you give up more rushing yards, but uh, you know outside of that, you a defensive shutout really. Um, obviously the pick six is the only seven points there. You know, and that was very late to say the least. Anyway, that was late in the fourth quarter. So defensive shutout once again. Uh, you know, and the media is going to drive this, right? They're going to drive this defensive, you know, shutout in regard and to keeping it to a streak if possible. I think that could be something that, you know, the media spins up about this defense. Uh, you know, but I look at it right here. Look, Kirby's letting these guys play. They're having fun playing, and you can see that. Uh, they're dominating anybody and everybody. You know, the speed that Georgia has, whether it be Channing Tindall, uh, Jordan Davis, as always, uh, you know, Nakobe Dean coming in and making, ins- you know, instinctual plays, absolute domination. You know, and, and the good thing is you're showing recruits 
uh, you know, look, if I come in here and there's a chance that I'm going to get here play early and make an impact because there were so many guys that made impacts all over the field on defense. So, you know, obviously it just it helps to have the depth that we have, uh, the speed, you know, all of that right there. My takeaway is just overall domination. What about you? Yeah, well, I, I'll tell you what, if you're a recruit, um, you, you know, especially if you're in the secondary, like that, this Georgia is the place that you're going to want to be because, you know, we graduated a lot of guys uh, last year and, and the secondary was unproven going into Clemson and you saw what they did to Clemson. I mean, they pretty much shut those receivers down. I mean, it, uh, you know, and the defense just in general had, you know, DJ looking, you know, just confused. Um, and, and then, of course, you go into the UAB game where it's just, again, complete domination. And, and, and if you really, truly think about it, you know, it, uh, you know, Georgia's really just a, you know, a couple of penalties and a, and a crazy play away from actually having zero points scored on them. I mean, that is how good they are um, defensively. And then, of course, when you have a, 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 a great day offensively and then, of course, with that with that defense, I mean, it, it, it's amazing. And, of course, going back to old Erk Russell, you know, where he says that, you know what, you know, if, if they don't score any points on us, you know, we'll, we'll never lose. And, and, and that it seems like they're going back to the old junkyard dog um, and, you know, where, where, where defense is king. And you have Erk Russell probably turning cartwheels right now uh, with, with, with excitement on how well the defense is playing up front and in the secondary. It, that's one of my things, too, that I took away from this defense. It's not that they're playing fast. That's one thing. But they're playing smart as well. And, you know, they're playing they're playing sound football. They're playing, you know, they're they're playing what they need to do. They're not making, you know, they're not overreacting, things like that. It's just a it's just a sight to behold. And, and looking at what Bank Six here said, uh, it's similar to when we didn't give up a Russian TD uh, through like not, I think it was like nine games yeah, uh, a couple that. years I ago. So, first, you know, first one, I think it was uh, Auburn. The Auburn quarterback did like a, a, think quarterback like a, sneak. a quarterback sneak or like a little, uh, yeah, some little play action thing. But yeah, that, that that's, that, that's what that we're was, looking at. Well, I think that was 2017, I think it was. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 2018 or something like that. But no, I mean, but you look at the, you look at the potential that this defense has and you have that potential to kind of make that kind of mark. Uh, in, in that elite category, obviously the way the game is playing, you have to have the offense to be explosive enough to score points. You know, but it definitely does not hurt to have the defense that George is playing with right now because you can throw up points and good luck trying to score on that defense. Now, do I, I you know, you look at, I'm telling you right now, you look at teams like Kentucky that have a passing game now, uh, you know, obviously going to Jordan, Jordan Hare, it's always going to be one of the crazy marks right there. Florida, we're going to see what Dan Mullen can do with their – whatever you want to call their situation. Um, you know, obviously, Jay Scheif says it's 2019, uh, so you're probably right, Jay. Uh, it's one of those defenses. Look, we've had a good, great defense every year, so you can get kind of confused about it. You know, I'll look at it right here, though. You know, obviously, from a team perspective here, you know, Great offensive performance, obviously, even with a backup quarterback, you know, that kind of puts some confidence in you that you know, if for some reason JT can't play, you know, you look at Stetson, if he can play, you know, Beck, you start to have a little bit of questions there, but I think the team is just so talented. You know, you're going to go out there and almost beat anybody and everybody. Uh, obviously, quarterback play is key, though, so don't misquote me there. Uh, you know, defense, all defense has to do is just play Georgia football. You know, like you talked about Irk. 
I guarantee you he's sitting there, you know, he's sitting there, got a bloody head and everything in his grave right now. So, I mean, like, <laughs> so, I mean, you look at that right there, it's just one of those things where, like, you're playing hard-nosed defense and you got an explosive offense, you know, obviously with the backup quarterback in the game. I don't really care about that. You have an explosive offense, dominant defense. That is the recipe for success. And, and honestly, through two games, I think you have to look at it as this is a, you know, obviously step barring injuries, right? Any new injuries, I should say, and everybody else that's injured coming back, who knows what this team's going to be capable of once people start coming back. Yeah, 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 you're right. I mean, we still don't have Eric Gilbert. I mean, think about the the impact he would have made or Darnell would have made in that first game against Clemson. Um, so, you know, huge, huge matchup problems. So imagine what it's going to look like down the road. Um, but to, yeah, these are guys that we're going to need um, in October. That October stretch is 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 going to be long, but uh, I, I I see us getting through it, and uh, I see that matchup against Alabama in the uh, SEC championship. So you know you always hate to 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 look forward or look past games, but that's you know that that's just us. Coaches are going to be the ones to say you know we we we, we take it game by game, but I, I'm like nah, I, I'm just I want to go ahead and fast forward to it. I want the season to go by slow, but. I'm already putting Georgia in the SEC championship. I mean, look, I, I can agree with you there. I think Georgia, obviously, one of the things, you know, looking at 2019, which we'll talk about this more about, you know, more tomorrow here. South Carolina, man, you know, I, I don't think South Carolina is as good as UAB, but you have to take care of business. And like I said, we'll right. talk about that more tomorrow. But look, before we wrap today's show up, guys, just want to make sure you see the commitment chain is out. And that is because. C.J. Madden commits to Georgia earlier today. Uh, uh, he moved his commitment up from this Saturday to Thursday or today, uh, Thursday at noon. Uh, obviously, you know, commits to the dogs. Look, you know, those Cedar Grove guys, are it's insane. Uh, you know, but I look at this commitment here. Uh, I think there's a potential that you could – this could be the, the first domino of a small chain of commitments here coming in soon. Uh, you know, you're looking at – how big this game, and we'll talk about this more tomorrow, One, how big this game is for a specific recruit, uh, West Forsyth uh, tight end, uh, Oscar Delp. You know, looking at that right there, he's supposed to be uh, expected to commit here, I think, toward the end of the month. Yeah, who knows? There's there's a lot going on, obviously, through two games. I, I think Delp's got a lot of uh, tight end usage here to, to kind of just feed himself with, uh, seeing that get all fat and sassy. Uh, you know, but obviously, look, C.J. Madden uh, commits to Georgia. So, obviously, that puts uh, Georgia uh, firm at four, uh, if you're looking at 24-7 composite rankings, 17 commits. Uh, you know, and obviously, there's there's a lot to go on here. Uh, but for that, hey, look, one, I, I want to give you one more time here. Uh, who is your player of the game? We'll, we'll end the show on this. Who is your player of the game, uh, either offense or defense, and why? Um, for, for Georgia? Yes. Well, first, before I say that, I do want to comment on, on, on Mathis. I, I saw him up live and, and, and up, up and close. You know, we, we scrimmaged them in our very first game. Um, and so he was one of, the, one of the guys that turned my son upside down on his head. You know, so, um, you know, they, they are, they're a tough team, and, um, and that guy is, is pretty awesome. But, um, you know, my, my, my player of the game is, is going to be Stetson Bennett. Um, you, you know, he is the true definition of of a dog, like a, a D-A-W-G dog. I mean, he's he's loyal. He loves 
this program. And despite, you know, the booze and coming in there, let me just tell you right now, um, that would be hard for anybody to come in hearing booze, knowing that they don't want you, they don't want to see you play. They want to see another guy out there playing. And for him to come out there and play at a high level. So it wasn't just on the field, but it was just that mental thing that he had to overcome just to go out there and then just to see the smile on his face and just to see the excitement that he had, knowing that despite what everybody else says, he is loyal to his his his, his school. Um, he is my player of the game. You know, it's so easy to do that, but I've got to do this just for the entertainment purposes here. I'm going Brock Bowers because if that's not a coming out game, man, I don't know what else is. Yeah. You know, yeah. you look at, you know, you look at the 88 yard touchdown first, right? Wow, that was fast. Uh, you know, th- look, the, the safety had a great angle and he just purely outran that. You can't teach that kind of speed with it 6'4, 230. That's nope. just, that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, obviously, and and then had the you know had the the awareness to sit back in the zone and catch that second touchdown uh, as well. Look, Stetson rocketed that bitch in there. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that was did. that was a laser. Yeah. You know, so you know, obviously, I, I'm going to have to go Brock Bowers there as a true freshman. You know, obviously, you didn't get to see that kind of stuff. I mean, really got used well against Clemson as well, even though you know wasn't a great performance overall from the offense. Look, he went off. You know, I'm, I'm kind of with you there with, with Stetson. I understand exactly where that logic comes from. But like I said, for entertainment purposes, I don't think you can go wrong with Brock Bowers having a game either. Um, you know, obviously there's some great plays on the defensive side ball. I'd love to give a shout-out to uh, Jonathan Dimash Johnson, first pick six. You know, first pick and a pick six. That was e- it's about the easiest pick he's ever going to get. Uh, Keely Ringo getting his first pick. Uh, it was great to see that. Very great high point in the ball there, by the way. Like, yes, sir. Yes, beautiful, sir. beautiful pick. You know, there was so much good. You know, there's so much to go around. You know, I wish I could give a game ball to anybody, but I'm giving mine to Brock Bowers. <laughs> Guys, so with that being said, st- uh, tune in tomorrow. We're going to have a, good, a nice, good breakdown uh, preview in South Carolina. Uh, but for that, for really for today, uh, that's all we got for you. Uh, make sure you get uh, W. Duh, ah, wow, goodness. DGDpodcast.com. Uh, find us on Apple's podcast, Spotify, YouTube, Twitch, uh, you name it. You can find it there. Like I said, shout out a lot to Rain. Juan, can't wait for tomorrow, man, preview in South Carolina. Uh, it's going to be a good one. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. Guys, that is all we've got for today again. Uh, with, on that note, though, go dogs. Go dogs. This is the DGD podcast. Go dogs. Go dogs.